Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. So today, uh, in between working and things like that, getting my research done, yeah. I realized that it was like, <laughs> I said to Jordan, I'm like, this is like homework. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. Uh, but I'm happy. It's it's pretty good. I had to cut it short. I did some math. Nice. Yeah. Because I thought it was important. But yeah. So ready? Are you ready? Do you have anything else you need to add before we... No, I don't think so. I did a really weird case. So, but I connected it. Nice. Jordan asked me. In the worst way. Jordan asked me about this stuff today. He's like, so, like, how does this work? And I was like, oh, now you're interested. Huh. Okay. Yeah, Tara's like, what are you researching this week? And of course, it was like last night and I was doing it. She's like, why do you always leave it last minute? And I'm like, well, because you're always here. Well, and because it's not our job. It's a hobby yeah, that I was we're like, hoping will go somewhere. And if I do it the night before, everything's fresh in my head where I've I've done it before, where I've done it like a week before, and then I'm like, I don't remember these notes. Yeah. It's true. I like that. Very exhausted. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. Cool. Break. <laughs> <laughs> Action. Five, four, three, two, one. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, it's recording. Shit. It's recording. Wow. Uh, hi there. Hello there. And uh, welcome to our ASMR podcast. Where we talk like this. Chew. Ew, cut that. No, cut that out. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Well, welcome. This is Kelsey. And this is Jill. And this is Deep Nerder, where we talk about nostalgia and murder. Yep. And people are going to die this week. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> every time. Yeah. But, like, in, 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 on it, like, stop making sounds, Kelsey. In what I'm trying to say is we like it. We like true crime. So it's not a punishment. But why does it feel like it is? <laughs> uh, because it's kind of horrible, but kind of great at the same time. My clients must hate me because all I want to do is talk about the circle or true crime. These are the two options we have this week. That's fine. I'm waiting for you to audition for the circle. I want to be on the circle so bad because I feel like... I would use my real photos and people would be like, this catfish and bitch. And then I'd show up and be like, no, I'm actually this. I'm, this is me. And they'd it'd be like, Shuby on season one. That's as far as I am. Shubham. Have never seen it. He's like a nerd and it's adorable because like people are kind of unsure if he's a catfish or not. Cause the pictures are always him, like awkwardly standing next to his science trophies or like his graduation photo. Cause he's proud of his post-secondary. And I'm like, low key a nerd, high key adorable. Uh, he's my favorite. 
I think those are great accomplishments. He should be proud of them. But it's like everybody else is like, I'm sexy. Yeah, because they're all easy. like, uh, catfish, sexy. Sexy is easy. <laughs> you know what's not sexy? Dumb. Oh, I was going to say babies. This is my segue. <laughs> <laughs> babies. Babies. Dumb. Which leads us to our topic. It worked, though, because I said dumb. And you said, yeah, it works. Angelica, dumb babies. Dumb babies. <laughs> so um, this week, I'm going to be covering Rugrats. Guess what? That's what. Do you remember the opening where it would be like, da-da? Or no, what was it? Ba-ba! And it would have the 90s. Yep. I just remember that weird, like, cranky, kind of, like, chimey children's toy noise that, like, starts in the beginning. Oh, Tom- yeah, yeah, Tommy's toy. The first episode where he's opening his eyes, he's, like, kind of baby's person view. Baby. Whatever. We I'm don't so have- glad I don't have that memory because I was a C-section baby and that would have been horrific. That means your face is symmetrical, apparently. I don't know. No, it is. I made a TikTok. It is. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine is, at, like, I know that people use me for pictures. Um, I have a really good right side. The left side isn't as strong, but I'm thousand percent not symmetrical. Like, my nose slants off and I don't want to blame my mom for having a natural birth, but girl. You should have cut. Me you should have cut me out. <laughs> I wanted to cook a little longer, so I didn't want to come out, which is why. Good for, Good for you. You're like, if I wait, my face will be perfect. <laughs> Just marinate me another three minutes. I promise the meat will be more tender and better. Exactly. Sorry, mom. Be beef. Whoops. This face is why goo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're such a fancy burger. Thank you. <laughs> I've never been complimented like that before. I hope you enjoyed that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So if you don't know what Rugrats are, not you, Jill, but anyone else. I was going to say, you're too young for this podcast. Get out of here. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, but seriously, I, so I looked up the definition on IMDb and I looked up the definition on Google. Did you look up the definition on our on our favorite webpage, Urban Dictionary? No, I did not. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, I well, Rugrats is like a toddler. Rugrat is a toddler. But whatever. Okay. Um. So IMDb, the cartoon misadventures of four babies and their snotty older cousin as they face the things in life they don't understand. Wow, they called Angelica out. (laughs) <laughs> That's IMDb. I love it. Okay. Google. Rugrats reveals the world from a baby's point of view. Everything looks bigger, more mysterious. And sorry, more mysterious and uncontrollable. Angelica, still getting called up. The oldest likes to terrorize her cousin, Tommy, and his friends, and is famous for screaming, You stupid babies. The adults in the series are often clueless. <laughs> They're all of us in real life now. I relate so hard with those adults. I do and I don't, but yes, I yes, correct. Okay. All right. Rugrats. This is an American animated television series created by Arlene Klasky, Gabor... Uh, why am I so bad at names? Gabor Gasupo and Paul Germain for Nickelodeon. The show focuses on the toddlers, most prominently Tommy, Chucky, 
twins, Phil and Lil, and Angelica, on their day-to-day lives, usually involving life experiences that become much greater adventures in the imaginations of these main characters. Uh, if, okay. like, you and I have seen this, they go they go wild. It's it's a good time. I really like Rugrats. too. I was, like, really excited to do this until I realized how many characters there were in the show. It was like, There's ooh. so many, like, not even including, like, just the main babies. It expands. There's so many characters. Like, we thought Magic School Bus had a lot. This show's got a lot. Yeah, so I, I'm going to say ahead of time, I didn't cover All Grown Up, and I didn't go too far into extended family, uh, other than the main, like, Tommy's grandpa and stuff like that. Cause he's in- yeah, so, but, okay. All right. The series premiered on August 11th, 1991, as the second Nickelodeon, or sorry, Nick Toon after Doug, and before the Ren and Stimpy show. Production Doug! And Ren and Stimpy. Do you know Ren Doug and Stimpy is like too, it's too dirty for me. It's too yeah. much like butt jokes. Uh, that's my jam. See, I did, I'm not into that. So like, I, I hated it. Ren and Stimpy. Beavis and Butthead too. I didn't Doug, like them. Doug was based in Burnaby. Like Doug was based in Burnaby. Quail Man. Yes. Okay. Skeeter. Skeeter. Patty Mayonnaise. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. That's All my right. OnlyFans name. Watch out. Ooh. Sloppy. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe and I have filmed some episodes together. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. Okay, and we're done. All right. Uh okay. Production was initially halted in 1993 after 65 episodes spanning three seasons, with the last episode airing on May 22nd, 1994. From 1995 to 1996, the only episodes broadcast were a Rugrats Passover and a Rugrats uh, Chanukah, two Jewish-themed episodes that received critical acclaim. During this time, after the end of the show's production run, Rugrats began to receive a boost in ratings and popularity due to consistent reruns on Nickelodeon and Nick Rewind. In 1996, yeah, well, it's a dope show. In 1996, uh, Klasky Kuspo Animation began producing new episodes, and the show's fourth season began in 1997. As a result, the show's popularity, sorry, as a result of the show's popularity, a a series of theatrical films were released over the next five years. The Rugrats movie, which introduced Tommy's younger brother, Dill. Oh my God. Dill Pickle. What a horrible name, but I love it. (laughs) They had Dill to. pickles. They had to. They absolutely had to. There's no way around it. So that was released in 1998. And then Rugrats in Paris, the movie, which introduced Kimmy, Kira, and Fifi. And that was released in 2000. And Rugrats Go Wild, a crossover film with another Class B Cuspo series, The Wild Thornberries, was released in 2003. I loved The Wild Thornberries. So that one was fucking dope. Crossover movies were like a big thing. Like Family Channel did crossover episodes too. Like crossover shows were like super cool. Yeah. Well, especially when they're that good too. Because like the Wild Thornberries was dope. All right. The final TV episode aired on August 1st, 2004. So I graduated in 2005. So that was the year before. That's sad. I didn't know that. I was 15. Well, you're, you're a baby. Bringing the series to a total of 172 episodes over the nine seasons. 
the 13-year run with the two-year break ties Rugrats with King of the Hill as one of the eighth longest-running American animated television series. <laughs> King of the gosh, Hill. What is it? Gosh darn it, Barbie, Bobby. Oh, yeah. I sell propane and propane accessories. That's my purse. <laughs> You, oh, don't spit your water. <laughs> so good, so good, so good. Boom Hour. Okay. On July 21st, 2001, Nickelodeon broadcast the made for TV special All Growed Up to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the series premiere. This special was a pilot for Rugrats sequels ser- sequel series All Grown Up which aired from 2003 to 2008 as it chronicles the lives of the babies and their parents after age after the age 10 years. The spin-off series Rugrats Preschool Days aired on TV in 2008 but had only 4 episodes after Nickelodeon decided to focus only on the sequel series. The two direct-to-video specials were released in 2005 and 2006 under the title Rugrats Tales from the Crib. Tie-in media for the series included video games, comic book, t- sorry, comic books, toys, and various other merchandise. I remember playing the N64 Rugrats game where you were like, "What? Yeah, you're like, I I rented this from from Blockbuster Video. Quick plug." <laughs> but I remember playing it, and I was like Tommy Pickles running around in in 3D, which is a real big deal coming from a Super Nintendo. And you just like run around the house. It was kind of like sort of early fable style. Like you could just go anywhere. Like there were, you, I mean, you couldn't leave the house, but you could go anywhere. And then you I think you had your screwdriver and your diaper. Oh my <laughs> God. And your diapy. Well, you know, I'm going to be looking for this now when I'm out. Do you have an N64? Of course I do. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, cool. Cool. Like, hi. I have, if I have Ray and Carl, I have an N64, my dude. I'm just checking. I don't know, man. I don't know what you got going on in there. I know you have a, uh, what I have, whatever that, the Switch. I do have a Switch. I, sh- I have shared custody of a Switch. True, 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 true. Okay. Rugrats gained over 20 awards during its 13-year run, including four Daytime Emmy Awards, six Kids' Choice Awards, and its own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What? I know, I didn't know that, and I'm, like, really bummed I never got a photo with it. Oh, your audio, your audio got... Say it again. I'm just more amazed that it, like, won an Emmy. Yo. It's a good show, man. That's bonkers. The series became a hit, garnering high ratings and anchored Nickelodeon as the network's top-rated show. Sorry. Yeah, that's correct. I said that right. As the top-rated show from 1995 to 2001. It was Nickelodeon's longest-running cartoon until SpongeBob SquarePants aired its 173rd episode in 2012. The show is Nickelodeon's third longest running series behind SpongeBob SquarePants and Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. Which those are both really solid. So, like, I mean, I've never watched SpongeBob. I really like SpongeBob. I don't, I just, it just works. It's just like fucked up enough. I think I feel like someone like me is helping make it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, that checks out. <laughs> you, gotta, you have to watch the movie, man. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't watched a Spongebob. Oh, 
You need to watch the movie. Don't watch Ask SpongeBob. Watch the movie with David, the first one with David. They think he's in both, but whatever. Just watch the first one for sure. It, trust me. Okay. He Patrick wears black leather tall boots and fishnets. That's okay. So I've seen that on TikTok and I was like, this is a new take, but okay. So that makes sense. He, he, Patrick is comfortable. I, I was know. like that. Well, it's like a strange cosplay. Like there's a girl I follow on TikTok who does like sexy Lord Farquaad and it kills me every time. So I was like, oh, sexy Patrick must just be like a thing. No, it's real. No. Okay. Patrick likes drag. Good to and know. It's, it's on a kid's show. I like it. Okay. I accept. Many of the adventures of these babies uh, take place in Tommy or at Tommy's house. The parents usually rely on sorry, sorry, the baby's parents. There's four babies. They usually rely on Dee Dee and Stu, which are Tommy's parents, or <laughs> Gra- Grandpa Lou, which is I think Dee Dee's dad, uh, to babysit the kids while everyone else runs errands. So, every no wait, episode- Lou is Stu's dad. That's why they have like right, this right, rhyming right. names. No, you're correct. You're so correct. My bad. Uh, yeah, so all the other families are neighbors, and they all have shit to do, so they put all the babies at Dee Dee and Stu's house. But mm-hmm. Dee Dee's like a, Dee Dee's a teacher, so I don't really understand why she's home sometimes. Stu, I get. The grandpa, <laughs> yeah, that checks out, but. Yeah. Okay. All right, so they're there. Where was I? Okay. Their address is revealed on an invoice in the episode Tommy's First Birthday, Season 1, in 1991, as 1258 North Highland. Now, this is important because it's actually the original address of the Classy Cuspo studio in Los Angeles. Oh, that's really cool. That's fun. I like those little, like, sneaky things. Uh, Easter Yeah. However, in an... So, however, the the show takes place in an unspecific city or state, as it's never mentioned in the show. Several several indicators, such as a state flag at a post office, a license plate, the license plate designs, or vehicles, and various trips to the Grand Canyon and Las Vegas or the beach, make the audience believe this could be placed somewhere in Southern California. The location is also hinted at during uh, the episode Little Dude, where Dee Dee brings uh, Tommy to school because she's a teacher. And uh, the school is called, oh my God, where did I, I Google this? Upaka? Ukapa, my bad. Which is referencing Ukapa, California. So they're, they're, you know, they're like, yes, this is somewhere in California. But they also state the ambiguity is done intentionally because it's through the idea of a child and you're not supposed to understand the concept of location. You're just existing. That checks out too. That's cool. I never thought of it like that. Neither did I till I read that and I was like, oh. All right. So the plot of the show. The show revolved originally around these, the four, sorry, the show revolves originally around a group of four babies. Tommy Pickles, Chucky, Phil, Lil, and Tommy's dog, Spike. Spike's also considered a main character, which I really love because when you're small... I love Spike. Yeah, and like when you're a little kid, your dog or your pet is your best friend. For me, my dog was like my best... 
OG buddy partner in crime. So like it, like it a lot. I connected with that. It made sense to me. The babies are able to communicate with each other through baby speak, although the viewers can understand them because it is, finger quotes, translated. <laughs> the group is also reluctantly joined by Angelica, Tommy's older cousin. She's probably three or four. It's word, It's debatable. Angelica is able to communicate and understand the language from both the babies and the adults, which she often uses as an advantage when she wants to manipulate either party. Which she does all the fucking time. Yep. Yeah. She is usually very mean to the babies and tricks them into doing things, uh, whether that's getting her stuff or going out. And that's usually the um, plot or the scope of the episode. There's also Susie, whom lives across the street. Susie is able to also communicate with the babies. And she's around the same age as Angelica. Although she is not manipulative, and as as a result, she and Angelica are they kind of clash, and they're more or less ab- adversaries. But yeah, Susie, I, I feel like Susie always like had the baby's backs. Yes. Whereas Angelica yeah. was like a bitch. If you're gonna yeah. call a kid a bitch, she's a bitch. Yeah. Susie Susie advocates for the babies big time. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Team Susie. Yeah. Later on, Tommy would gain a younger brother, Dill. And Chucky's father would remarry, and he would gain a sister, Kira, a new mommy, Kimmy, and a poodle named Fifi. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Fifi. Yeah. Uh, characters. This is what we're waiting for. We're breaking down this, this stuff, and we're going to open some memory vaults. Tommy Pickles. Tommy yeah. is the main protagonist, as well as the center character of this animated television series. Uh, except for in some of the spinoff movies where he's not the big cheese, but that's totally chill. Uh, okay. He is clad only in a t-shirt and a diaper. He is bald. He has big blank eyes, which is hilarious because he does. Uh, he translates everything adult into baby gibberish, baby gibberish to the other babies. And um, the creator, Arlene Klasky, said she based this character on her own son, which... It's cute. That's adorable. <laughs> Tommy typically does not wear shoes, but he has been seen wearing shoes. Tommy is super brave and is usually the fire starter, so to speak. He just he's the one. He's he's going for it. Um he's voiced by a person named E.G. Daly, and Tommy's quote A baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Do you know E.G. Daly is a lady? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes sense, though, because Bart Simpson's a lady. Most, like, I find, like, most, like, TV, like, high-pitched characters are usually ladies. Like, I know the voice of Dill Pickles is, like, Tara Strong, I'm pretty sure. And she does, like, Fairly Odd Parents and, like, a bunch of other stuff. My Little Pony. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Fun fact. You're welcome. No, I like it. I'm happy to hear. I'm I'm grateful to receive it. Bless you. Blessed be the fruit. Spike. Spike is the Pickles family pet. Tommy claims him to be his best animal friend. The character is considered a main character in the series, appearing in almost three quarters of all the episodes, although he usually does not come along when they go on ventures to new locations. It is mentioned that the breed is a fictional Siberian 
tiger hound. Okay. <laughs> Which in their universe is an extremely rare and highly valuable breed of dog worth thousands of dollars. This is shown in the Rugrats movie and Rugrats Go Wild. Spike is a very protective, sorry, Spike is very protective of the babies and he sees them as his babies. Aww. I know I like them. He, okay, you're going to like this. So wait. Yeah, just this is fine. Just be ready for the next thing. Spike is voiced by Michael Bell. What? This is fun. That's not what you're waiting for. But the no, he's got a voice. Spike has he has an inner monologue sometimes. And in Rugrats Go Wild 2003, Spike was voiced by Bruce Willis. What? <laughs> Spike is die hard? Spike is die hard. I'm never gonna watch die hard the same again. I'm gonna be like, yeah, here's Spike. (laughs) What? Spike Spike slept with Demi Moore. And he dated Rachel and friends. Damn. Spike gets around. Man's best friend. All right. Charles, Candle, Norbit. Chucky Finster Jr. This is the adorable best friend of Tommy Pickles and acts as the series' secondary character. There's a big fancy word here, which I practice the pronunciation and I can't remember. So, uh, hey, secondary secondary character. Uh, In Rugrats, the movie, he is the protagonist, though. So go, Chucky. Chucky's mother, Melinda, died from an illness when he was only a few months old. That's sad. We don't actually get to meet her, though. No. We we do see her in a few of his, like, memories or flashbacks when he was very small. But that's about it. In Rugrats in Paris, the movie, his father, Chaz, was going to marry Coco, an evil woman who hated children, which is so (laughs) bizarre. Like, I know it's a plot. It's a plot. So they're doing it on purpose. But this man loves his child. He would not willingly marry a woman that didn't like kids. It's like every movie with a step parent that I was like, okay, we need to make this step parent hate children. Because what, like, it takes two. Horrible. No, wait, hang on. I like Living in the Adams family values. Uh, Uncle Fester, Debbie, horrible. No, Debbie, Debbie sucked, but it takes two. I really relate to that woman these days. <laughs> That's because we're old now. Everything changes when you get old. You're like, oh shit, the parents were right. Oh, you're allowed. Okay, yeah, you don't have to like all of the things. Gotcha, cool. Okay, this all makes sense now. Send them back. Okay. Yes. Uh, Right, woman who hates children. And then tries to get Chaz to fall in love with her. But in the end, Chaz falls in love and marries Kira, whom is Kimmy's mother. uh, Kira is Chucky's beautiful new stepmother. She's loving and caring, just like his biological father and mother. Chucky also inherits now, or no, sorry, Chucky has a puppy named Pepper, who is also known as Sparky, and then inherits a poodle named Phoebe from (laughs) Kira. Chucky was two years old on Rugrats, and Chucky is voiced by Christine Cavanaugh, and then later Nancy Cartwright. 
Oh, and uh, Candy Milo, but that was for video games. Chucky wears a blue shirt with a Saturn on it, a, a green shorts, 90s pattern kind of shorts, red shoes. His laces are never tied, and he has this glorious head of messy red hair and kind of purple glasses. Chucky is constantly nervous and unsure of things, but always backs up his best friend, Tommy, because he is the true MVP. Why are gingers always portrayed as, like, the awkward, like, uncomfortable kid? Like, let's think of Arnold. I was just going to say Arnold. And then let's also look at Ron Weasley. He's, like, the awkward ginger. Like, why are gingers always the weird, awkward, goofy guy? don't, Don't leave out fucking Archie. Archie was awkward up until we had our boy KJ jump in and make him a heartthrob. I can't even, no, we can't get into Riverdale. I have too many opinions. We can't. (laughs) Jordan is friends with KJ, so. I think all the people are lovely. I have zero opinion on that show. I I watched a little bit, and then I was like, I just, I'm not, isn't this, it wasn't made for me, so I just. Betty started stripping the mad world, and I said, what the fuck hole have I fallen into? And that was season one, and I turned it off, and I've never looked back. That's the same as your Disney porn. What's wrong with that for you? She's a child. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> and she's she's stripping to join a gang, and her mom's there, and her boyfriend. All these adults are there, and she's sixteen. That's Betty's sixteen. It's not sexy. Everybody's of consensual age in my weird Disney porn. Okay, no, no, I did not. I did not have that. Nope. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Writers. Bless your hearts. You do a great service, but take a step and rethink that part, please. Thank you. Yep. Cool. Okay. This is for another episode. (laughs) That I will not be doing the background on. Oh, I will. Uh, (laughs) Angelica Pickles. No, Angelica Charlotte Pickles. So when I met my husband, he was like, my name is this, this, this. And I was like, ew. You're named after your dad and your grandpa? I'm like, your mom shoved you out of her vagina with pain and blood and shit. And yep. you're named after your grandpa and your dad? Mm-hmm. Ew. Okay, yeah. sorry. So Angelica Charlotte Pickles? Yes. Not that the dad doesn't need any, like, support or recognition. Sure. Charlotte is a like, strong female bitch and she is here for it and i love her you like it could, it could even be angelica charlotte drew pickles or andrew pickles i would be I, just you need like this there has to be some type of respect for the women the woman's body whom was ruined yeah cute lorelei and rory gilmore yeah hello yo okay Angelica Charlotte Pickles, maybe Angelica Charlotte Andrew Pickles, we don't know, is the main antagonist in the and the secondary <laughs> tritagonist. I did that. I did it right. Of the series. What does that mean? It's like the third, the third important person. While this is so, she acts more as an anti-hero in the films and often sides with the babies at the end of the film. So, yeah. She's, like, she's kind of a cunt, and then she, like, pulls up her sleeves, and she's like, oh, all right. 
she's voiced by Cheryl Chase in both Rugrats and the sorry in both Rugrats and in All Grown Up. She's among the series original characters. She's she's sort of a spoiled brat. She's Tommy's cousin and Dill's cousin, obviously. She was, however, declared TV Guide's most. What what was she? Sorry, TV Guide declared Angelica Pickles seventh in their list of the top fiftieth greatest cartoon characters of all time. She beat Charlie Brown. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. She's the arch enemy of Tommy Pickles, which is hilarious because they're related. Her middle name is Charlotte. We know that, meaning that she's named after her mom. She claims to be the prettiest, most beautiful kid in the universe. Oh, the confidence snaps to the skin. But I like it, though, because this this kid's going places. This is, this is like, she has the confidence of, like, a, a white blonde kid. <laughs> but hey, it's like, it's like what she is. It's like what she is. Or, like, a white blonde man. But, yeah, I like it. Angelica carries her favorite doll, Cynthia, whom is a parody of Barbie, around with her almost everywhere and fills her room with Cynthia merchandise. Angelica is a blonde girl, like we talked about. She wears a purple dress with a orange long sleeve shirt, blue tights, green polka dot, and purple shoes. She has pigtails with purple bows in it. Her quote is, stupid babies. Mm-hmm. Kimmy Wanatabi Finster. Uh, this is a main character in the animated television series, but she's introduced later. She first appeared in Rugrats Paris, the movie, in 2000. She's the stepsister of Chucky Finster, born in Japan. She was the last character to be introduced into the Rugrats list. Her mother, Kira, married Chaz Finster, who is Char- uh, Chucky's dad. Why do I always say, want to say Charlie. Kimmy became a regular character on the show after the after Rugrats and Paris the movie. She later appeared in the spin-off series All Grown Up and in the second and third Rugrats film. She is voiced by Dion Kwan. You did I was literally like, oh God. I looked up this name earlier and I was like, this might be another Eileen situation. Uh, Dion. Yep. <laughs> Elon. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you today. <laughs> Kimmy has black hair tied up in three ponies, a yellow dress with a cat on it, a pink shirt, and purple cowboy boots. Mind a you, all these babies icon. are wearing diapers. Yeah, they're totally. all fashion icons, man. Yeah. Here's the one we're waiting for Susanna Yvonne Susie Carmichael. This is a re- reoccurring character from the Nickelodeon show Rugrats, as we know. Susie was brought in as a foil to Angelica. She is Angelica's biggest rival and helps the babies to stand up to this mean-spirited child, acting mm-hmm. as a secondary character to them. Despite the rivalry, she does try to get along with Angelica and tries to befriend her. Like Angelica, she has many toys, even some that Angelica does not have, much to Angelica's personal annoyance. Susie was about three years old in Rugrats, and she is voiced by Cree Summer. She wears a yellow and purple dress, red shoes, and has her hair tied up in three braids. And her mom was a doctor. Nope. I'm right. It's later, I'm gonna do that later. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And they made up a bunch of nicknames for her that are good. 
Cut it all out. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my job. Alyssa Jasmine Carmichael. She is the oldest daughter as well as the oldest child in the Carmichael family. Alyssa and the rest of her family made their first appearance in Meet the Carmichaels. Alyssa is a typical teenager. She desires more independence, loves gossiping on the phone, enjoys hanging out with her friends and her boyfriend, Tad. What a name. Oh my god. <laughs> Tad. And is also overly concerned with her appearance. She once overreacted when her younger sister Susie unintentionally pointed out a zit. Alyssa is voiced by Kath C and later uh, Bettina Bush. Also, like, who doesn't overreact when someone points out as it? I mean, some people don't, but. I get mad if I've been, like, out with my friends when I finally get to a bathroom and I'm like, I've had a whitehead on my face and nobody fucking told me. Oh, girl, a lot. Then yeah. I'm like, that is, you are, what did a I do to you? <laughs> yeah, that has to be discussed for sure. Alyssa wears a green and yellow sweater with purple tights, pink shoes. Her brown hair is neatly tied up in a scrunchie, which is perfect. Edwin Winston Cranstall Lewis Xavier Quincy Carmichael III. This is the Carmichael's brain trust and Susie's six-year-old brother. His room is designed from the idea of a wealthy man's library. I don't know if you remember when they were in his room. It's literally like the Beauty and the Beast library. It's like, bang. No, but wow, these kids are rich. <laughs> well, yeah, Dr. Mom. Dr. Mom, writer, writer, dad. All right. He is the quietest one and, sorry, he's the quietest one compared to his siblings. Edwin also frequently wears Einstein pajamas. He is extremely intelligent, known for playing computer games, but he once built a laser with his friends at a birthday party. No big deal. NBD. He's, yeah. He's given more speaking roles in the episode Tooth or Dare when he explains to Angelica and Tommy about the mythical tooth fairy. Although Angelica does not believe he really got anything or even lost a tooth, she becomes convinced when he shows her that he's missing tooth. Edwin can understand the babies, and Edwin is voiced by Pat Music, later Cree Summer, and that is it. Edwin is shown wearing an orange shirt, brown cargo shorts, and his cute glasses. His hair is brown, and it's kept short and neat. Buster Franklin Carmichael. This is another one of Susie's brothers. He's the oldest male uh, sibling in the Carmichael family. He enjoys playing sports and is admired by his younger siblings, Edwin and Susie, probably because of his bravery, Buster and his older sister, Alyssa, often fight for dominance as they are the oldest of the Carmichael children. Buster is considered a minor character on the Rugrats TV series and appears in several episodes of the show. Buster is voiced by Kath Susie, later Joey Wilcots, and also Crystal Scales. Crystal is, Scales. Yeah, that's a good name. He's depicted wearing a backwards red hat, red basketball jersey, kind of looks like a Bulls jersey, blue shorts, and black trainers. Fan favorite, Dylan Prescott, a.k.a. Dill Pickles. Ugh, Dill Pickles. So I was trying to figure out what the name Dill was short for, and my head Dylan. was like, why would they name this kid Dilbert Pickles? 
And now that you said Dylan, I'm like, oh. I know, when you said that earlier, I was like, you wait. Dilbert Pickles. This is the younger brother of Tommy Pickles, younger son of Stu and Dee Dee, and younger cousin of Angelica Pickles. Named after Dee Dee's cousin, Dylan Dill Prescott. He was born in the Rugrats movie. His name is a pun, obviously, on Dill Pickles which I love. He's three to four months old approximately and likes to call Angelica yucky. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Dill is voiced by Tara Strong. Yeah. All right. Dill wears a yellow jumper and has one really stupid long hair growing out of the top of his bald head. Yeah. He's got other little hairs, but that one I hate. I don't like it, but. His alfalfa. Yeah, it's weird. Like, cut it. Dee Dee, cut it. It's weird. Okay. Lillian Marie Jillian Lil DeVille. Ugh, Lil. Lil is the main character in both the Rugrats TV series and its spinoff, All Grown Up. Lil is the older twin sister and daughter of Howard and Betty DeVille. She's voiced by Kath Stussy. Stussy. Stussy? Stussy. Stussy. Okay. Lil lives next door to the Pickles with her twin brother, Phil. She has many things in common with her siblings, including the love for pretty full bugs, worms, and slime. She wears a green jumper with a yellow duck on it. Pink shirt, pink short, pink shoes, excuse me. She, uh, yeah, her hair, I was going to ask you about this. She has kind of like, what, what is like a pompadour? Like with her head shave? What is that? What is her hair? Yeah, she's kind of got, like, a pompadour just, like, bangs, or as, like, I used to call it in the 2000s, like, she's got a duff puff. Okay, yeah, but it's, like, shaved everywhere else, and, well, it's not. She's a baby. That's all it's growing, is this tuft. Yeah, it's just, like, baby bangs. She's pretty much got a pompadour. Yeah, with the, with a the pink bow, it works. She's doing it's it. class. And then there is Philip Richard William Phil DeVille. He is the other main character. He is... Phil, or sorry, Lil's twin brother. Phil's one of Tommy's best friends, along with Chucky. Uh, and Phil is also very close with his twin sister, Lil, although they often bicker with each other. He is a minor protagonist in the series. They, like I said, live next door to Tommy and the Pickles. Him and his sister like to cook. They like to, I don't know why I say cook, they're baby cooking, so they're imaginary cooking, so they're making mud pies. <laughs> Oh, my God. Mud pies filled with worms, bugs, and other slimy critters in the backyard. Phil wears a green jumper with a yellow duck on it, a pink shirt, blue shorts, blue shoes. The twins often like to switch place and confuse their mom and dad by interchangeably switching that pink bow on their matching pompadour tuft bang hairstyle. Okay. Now we're going to get into the math. Oh, no. So, if you've got this far, Jill and I are both in our 30s, respectively. Happy to be here. Thrilled. Reasonably look our age in consideration to the other people around us, our friends that are mutually the same age. I, like, uh, look my age just in the wrong decade. Yeah, the, no, but that's great. So so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay this out for you. We don't have bags under our eyes. We have good hair. 
we Jill probably no. I was gonna say you might dress like some of these characters. <laughs> I totally do. I was like, oh shit, I'm pretty sure I, I wore an outfit this week. I wore cowboy boots to my vaccination appointment. So I was like, wow, Kimmy, you're really coming for me. <sighs> yeah. But within reason, we don't reflect these characters' drawn ages, and it's really a thing. Oh my gosh, right? No one reflects these characters' drawn ages. Okay, I'll get into this. So, Elizabeth Betty Giselle DeVille. So, let me just backtrack for five seconds here. This show came out in 1991. These characters were all within the ages of 30 to 33. The dads, then the moms. (laughs) All right. Just going to put that down. People go look up these pictures, but that's the illustrations were reasonably well worn beyond his years. That man is on the brink of a breakdown. Stu looks 40. Well, I feel like all of these people aren't supposed to look their age, but they look the way we all feel. Stu looks how we all feel. Charlotte looks great. Betty looks pretty good. Charlotte is like how I feel. Like, that's how I feel when I'm being a boss bitch. Betty's just like me every day because like... Because we all are Betty. Well, I think she's a little closeted for her time. (laughs) (laughs) Betty. Love you, Betty. Okay. Elizabeth Betty Giselle DeVille. Born March 21st, 1959, which makes her 31. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's younger than us, or me. <laughs> I'm Betty. Um, you're Betty. Phil. She's Phil and Lil's mother. She's also the wife of Howard. She's really nice. She tends to speak in a strong voice, even though they outwardly seem to be opposites. Betty and Dee Dee are very good friends. She comes off as a tough, energetic woman, always giving friendly but non but a non painful backslap, and fawns <laughs> over her twins. Oh my god, yeah, she always smacks everybody. And I'm like, well, that's relatable. She loves a good cup of coffee, and she's always quick and witty to comment. The character seems to be into sports, as she used to be a pro wrestler, and always wears a blue headband. She is voiced by Kath Susie, Susie, Stussy, also who also voices Betty's twins, Phil and Lil. As well as some other sporting characters. Betty has brown hair. She wears a blue headband, a purple sweatshirt, and the symbol for a cisgendered female on the front in a coral color. Yeah. She is, like, ahead of her times. She's, like, a little bit closeted. I don't think she's fully come to terms with her life. Betty is me at work. She loves coffee. She's on the ball. She wants to talk about weird shit. Like, wrestling. Betty Betty is my work, and Stu is at home. (laughs) (laughs) No, Howard. I'm a combination Betty Stew. <laughs> okay. Howard DeVille, born March 22nd, 1958. Howard is 32. He's Betty's husband. He's the father to Phil and Lil. He's voiced by Phil Proctor. Howard is very quiet um, in the gang. He is probably, or sorry, he, yeah, sorry, no, he's probably because, I'm, what, what is happening? The remix. You're remixing. <laughs> Howard is the quietest in the gang. This is probably because he's married to Betty, the loudest grown-up in the gang. And it's hard to get a word in edgewise. 
The Devels are the pickles' next door neighbors, and Howard likes to drop by and see stews and benches. He's been nicknamed Powie. Howard wears a coral shirt and purple pants, sort of a fled pant, like a fled pant length, which is hilarious because nowadays it's really cool, which I don't agree with. Uh, brown loafers, and he has like crazy blue hair, like crusty esque. It's fun hair. He's got he's got big blue hair. Charles Norbert Chaz Finster Sr. Born April 26, 1957, excuse me, 33. So this is my age. He's my age. Uh, he is the father of Jackie, to whom he passed his anecdotal wine. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally spitting images of each other. And doesn't Chad kind of talk with his nose a little bit like nasal? They both... No, don't go to the garden, your allergies. Yeah, they both, they both have really nasal. I agree with the allergy thing, though. I have a real problem with that, personally. All right. He is the husband of Kira Finster, whom he met and fell in love with in the Rugrats movie. Uh, not specifically the Rugrats movie, but Rugrats in Paris, the movie. He was formerly a, a bureaucrat and now the co-owner of a coffee shop with Kira called the Lava Java Coffee House. Uh, Chaz is the stepfather to Kimmy. And like I mentioned prior, his first wife, Melinda, had died probably a year or so before they, in the show's timeline, would have been like a year or so before the show would have started. So again, we don't see much of her other than Chucky's flashbacks. Chaz also seems to suffer from many types of allergies, <laughs> along with his little sweet boy Chucky, uh, stuff like asthma, and yeah. He's also very timid and a quiet character overall, and he's voiced by Michael Bell and Tony Hale. He's a good character. I like him. It's funny. I... Go. Uh, I love Chaz. I love his name. I like that his name's Chaz, too, because you hear the name, like, Chaz Finster, and you're like, oh, he's going to be a douche. Yeah. And then, like, in walks this, like, textbook nerd, and you're like, oh, little buddy. But, and that's funny, because, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, what a nerd. Now I'm an adult. I'm like, yeah, I would go, like, I would, I would go out with him. I like Yo, him. You, you know he files his taxes on time, if not and, early. And his nails. You know he's got a TFSA. What's up, ladies? And he cleans himself? I always have a zero balance on my credit card because I make those minimum payments, girl. This is this is your new uh, your new podcast where you just <laughs> speak sweet nothings. I pretend to be a cartoon character and I'm like, yo, I try and seduce the audience like, yo, what up? I'm Chaz, I'm Chaz Finster. What's up? <laughs> I got a really good mortgage rate. My health insurance covers all of my inhalers, so you never need to worry, girl. I have optimal health insurance. Uh, it's America. I have health insurance. What's up? My friend works at the Gap. <laughs> I own the Gap. <laughs> Gap body spray by Chaz. Ch- Chaz wears a striped shirt, green overalls, brown loafers. He has hair and purple glasses just like his son Chucky. Kira Finster formerly Kira Wanatabi actually Kira Wanatabi dash Finster. She Ooh. became 
I know, right? Forward thinking. She became Chaz's wife in that movie, Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> um, she joined the family along with Kimmy, her daughter, and Fifi, their poodle. Kira met and fell in love with both Chaz and Chucky when they were in when the Rugrats were visiting Euro Reptar Land. <laughs> so cool. Because of this, Chaz and Kira got married immediately because that's how cartoons work. Kira, Kimmy, and Fifi, who used to live in Paris, moved to America to live with Chaz and Chucky because that's how cartoons work. Not only because Chucky's new stepmother, sorry, not only is she Chucky's new stepmother, she later becomes the co-owner of the coffee shop known as the Java Lava, like you know, with Chaz. She's voiced by Julia Cato. Kira has blue black hair, red glasses. She wears a gold dress with a white button up underneath and red shoes. She's actually like really gorgeous for this little cartoon. A gorgeous cartoon. Yeah. Charlotte Pickles. Born October 14th, 1957. She's 33. She's my age. I actually imagined Charlotte Pickles as my friend Emily. If Emily ever wanted to have a kid, which Emily won't probably do ever. But she's got, the, she's got that Ariana Grande ponytail. I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Charlotte's Angelica's mother and the wife of Drew Pickles. Charlotte is a strong-willed, assertive, much like her daughter. She is a stern and caring mother who works hard to balance her career with her interests of her family. She fr- she's frequently seen talking on her cell phone to Jonathan, her assistant. Yes. Oh, Jonathan. she's always yelling at Jonathan. Yeah. Or another business client, but mainly Jonathan. She loves her daughter and she wants her to be a strong, independent, accomplished woman just like her when she grows up. Angelica deeply loves and respects her mother, wanting to be just like her when she grows up. Mm-hmm. Aside from being Drew's wife, Angelica's mom, Charlotte, is also the CEO of a major corpora- corporation called Megacorp. <laughs> she works very hard. She is voiced by Tress McNeil and Anna Klumski. <laughs> Charlotte is... This is my little thing. Charlotte's basically amazing. She's wearing a blue blue power suit complete with a pencil skirt, blue high heels, a red tie. She has blonde hair tied up in a straight Ariana Grande power pony. Yeah. (laughs) With a blue scrunchie and a giant Motorola type cell phone that's always glued to her ear because she's getting shit done. On her flip phone. Snap emoji. Andrew Lewis Drew Pickles, born May 25th, 1957. He's 33, also my age. Is the father of Angelica Pickles, married Charlotte, works as an accountant, but unlike his workaholic wife, he still manages to get time in with his daughter, to whom he usually refers to as Princess Angel Cupcake Muffin and Pumpkin Pie. Wow. Yeah, I know. Drew is very uptight and definitely the more mature one between him and his brother, Stu. While the love between the two is clearly present, they often spend time fighting. As Drew would like to see Stu carefully make profitable career goals to help financially support his family. Drew is voiced by Michael Bell. So, like, if I was to look at my family dynamic, 
Mm-hmm. And pick like siblings that represent me and my cousin because him and I like kind of grew up together to like grade seven. Yeah. Like we are a hundred percent Stu and Drew Pickles. Like he is <laughs> Drew Pickles. He's got shit together. He knows what's going on. Everything's going great. And I'm just like a hot, nervous wreck all the time. Just like slightly disheveled. Yeah. You're like, I like that. You, this is your path, but let me do mine. Yeah. I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> Making glitter grow. It's cool. Michael Bell, Pamela Adlon, and Timothy Simmons. Voice actors. Nice. Drew wears a sweater vest with an Aztec sort of blue and teal pattern on it. And a blue button-up. Blue jeans, loafers, and very iconic green-horned rimmed glasses. He has very short and neat light brown hair. He looks like if a hipster wanted to stop making craft beer and go into library sciences. Actually, correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Randall, Randy Carmichael. So this is Susie's dad. So this, he's also known as Mr. Carmichael. Uh, He is the father of Susie, Alyssa, Edwin, and Buster. Husband of Lucy. He is the writer for the Dummy Bears TV show. The Dummy Bears is like the Rugrats version of the Rugrats or Teletubbies, right? Kind of like Teletubbies gummy bears. Yeah, there's a spider inside my house, which I'm going to kill when we're done this. I got to keep an eye on this motherfucker. I see you. All right. So, yeah, that's, he is kind of, they move in across the street from the pickles. It's a big deal. They love the show. Kids love the show. Mm hmm. Randy doesn't like to talk about his job at the Dummy Bears that much, but he is very enthusiastic about the plots he writes for the show. Randy is voiced by Ron Glass and later Omar Benson Miller. Mr. Carmichael insists that he stays in his current neighborhood, calling his neighbors an inspiration and a writer's goldmine. Randy seems to like, seems to keep it. Randy seems to keep a mature, calm attitude. Randy is shown wearing a blue sweater vest, white button-up, blue jeans, and loafers. He has very short, neat, dark hair. Lucy, sorry, my bad. Doctor. Yeah. Lucy, Lucy, Kojo Carmichael. This is Randy's wife and mother of the four children, Alyssa, Buster, Edwin, and Susie. She's a Harvard-graduated wonder mom. She plays the piano and learned a few culinary skills from Le Cordon Bleu. She's a guest lecturer as well. She has various hobbies such as piloting commercial jets, cooking, making replica Tiffany lamps, and conducting heart surgery. Also, Dee Dee, Tommy's mom, this is their primary physician. She delivered dill pickles at birth. She is a beautiful, kind-hearted woman. She takes great pride in her cooking and believes that's what got Randy's boss to promote her husband to head writer on the Dummy Bear Show. Nice. While it may seem that her and Randy spoil their children, they're typical, stern, but lovable parents that actually discipline and teach them how to behave. An example could be seen in Meet the Carmichaels, where Lucy keeps insisting that Susie 
Sorry, keeps insisting to Susie that she can't cry to get what she wants. It can be seen that Charlotte, it can be seen that like Charlotte, both are independent women who are seen as hardworking women who both want the best for their girls, but work tends to sometimes take all their time up. However, unlike Charlotte, sorry, unlike Charlotte and her husband, Drew, Lucy, and Randy pay way more attention to the kids and don't approve of their children to act badly. Susie, like Angelica, look up they both look up to their parents. They want to follow in their footsteps. Susie specifically wants to become a doctor. She is voiced by Cheryl Carter, Lisa Dinkins, and Hattie Winston. Later, Nicole Byer. Dr. Lucy, a.k.a. Queen Lucia, a.k.a. the real boss babe. She's seen wearing a lab coat and stethoscope with green earrings, orange sweater, and yellow blouse underneath, or sometimes a super cash look where she's just wearing joggers, a blue sweater, pink shoes, and a pink hair scarf. She has a short, she, sorry, she has brown hair and a very cute short bob. She's such a, like, badass role model, like her Angelica's mom. Mm. But, like, she's just a bit, like, less... <laughs> Stuart Lewis Stu Pickles, born October 23rd, 1958. He is 32. Wait, let me backtrack. The website didn't include the ages for the Carmichaels, which made me sad, but it didn't. Like, Dr. Lucille, there was no ages. Really? Yeah. Let's imagine she was like 24. <laughs> She's just killing it. Yeah. I like it. Okay, cool. All right. She had her first Stuart. kid at like 16. She's killing it. She's yeah, she, on track. She was so smart. Stuart Lewis Stu Pickles, born October 23rd, 1958. Stu is 32. Stu's younger than me. He is what? the father. He just looks way older. He is the father of Tommy and Dill, the younger brother of Drew, and the husband of Dee Dee Pickles. He is described as an absent-minded toy maker. Stu is the longtime inventor of various children and sometimes other products. The inspiration for this occupation came from his infant son, whom he thought he would enjoy playing with new, new toys created solely by his father. Stu is voiced by Jack Riley, E.G. Daly, and later Tommy Dewey. He has shown Stu is an icon. He's a lot. I like what he's doing. Like I really like that, but he's like suffering, which makes me scared. He's the spider, all of us. The spider has moved. He is all of us. Gone. It's gone now. I should have. Yeah, the spider's trying to invent toys to give its kids, and you're sitting here trying to kill it. But yeah. Stu the spider. No. 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 Okay. He is shown wearing a green blazer, a light green button-up underneath. He has red-purple polka dot tie, blue jeans, brown loafers, and very messy purple hair. Also a little, little stubble on his face. A little five o'clocker. A little five o'clocker. Dilda Didi Kropotin Pickles. Dilda. Dilda. Not it's Dilda. Like the, it's, a, it's the female dildo. Yeah. Dilda. Always the dildo. So Dilda, cool me. 
Born December 27th, 1959. 30-fucking-1. This woman was not drawn as 31. Excuse you, animators. She looks like a young granny. Yes. Like a hot, like a hot 60. Just, she deserved better. She's the loving mother of Tommy and Dill, also the wife of Stu. She's a former part-time school teacher and a current child psychologist. Dee Dee is a big fan of Lipschitz. One might say obsessed with him. She often reads Dr. Lipschitz books and tries to convince others to take his advice. When her sons, Tommy and Dill, misbehave, she follows the words of Dr. Lipschitz by heart, literally to the word. Dee Dee is voiced by Melanie Chartoff and Ashley Spillers. She is shown wearing a red dress, green circular glasses, gold hoops, and and gold bangles. I think she's wearing, it's either like pearls or gold beads. Not not fully. I think it's pearls. It doesn't matter. Red shoes. And she has tall pink hair that kind of looks like Krusty Clown. Like in all three areas. If Krusty yep. Clown wasn't balding. Yeah. It's like, she's a look. I like it. I like it. But, she, but she's I, not 31. No. I, she needs to be drawn better. No disrespect to the anime, which is the age range wasn't grabbed. But love, she looks fun. Dignified. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> fun. <laughs> Dignified. Uh, okay. Lewis, Calhoun, uh, <laughs> Lewis, Calhoun, Grandpa Lou. Grandpa Lou. He made some pervy jokes about like porn in one of them. Every one of them. Like every episode he was kind of pervy, but not like at the kids. Just like he said something that is like really relatable now that I'm an adult. I'm like, huh, that's inappropriate. Gotta rewatch all that shit. So born November 8th, 1915. So he would have been 75. Accurate. He's the father of Drew, so you're right, I wrote this down, I just didn't remember, and Stu Pickles, and the paternal grandfather of Tommy Dill and Angelica. He is the caring grandfather and loves to spend time with his grandkids and their friends. Grandpa Lou, Grandpa Lou Pickles, Tommy D, Tommy, Tommy D, (laughs) that's a rapper now, okay. Grandpa Lou Pickles, Tommy, Dill, and Angelica's paternal grandfather, a charismatic, loving, and caring grandfather, but also a little cantankerous and sort of a great, sort of a geezer at some times. Oh, he's like, he is not somebody you should be leaving all your children with. Yeah, he's a bit grumpy. He's a grumpy man, but that's cool. I would be grumpy too. Yeah. He's voiced by David Dole, Joel. Uh, Alaski and Michael McKean. There's like fully an episode where the grandpa finds some sort of like alien movie or something and then he makes a joke and it's basically like it's porn. I I totally remember it. He is seen wearing a green vest with a blue button up. He has gray hair, kind of balding, cul-de-sac style, circular glasses, and he always has a portable radio in one hand with a single head headphone going to his ear, which I assume is 
letting him listen to sports or something. Maybe porn. We don't know. It's probably it's totally it's ASMR. <laughs> Hopefully it is sports. There's also Lulu Pickles, Lou's second wife. She's voiced by Debbie Reynolds. Dang. It's pretty sick. Rest in peace. Um, she also has a great niece, great niece Taffy. Then there's also Fifi, the fencer's dog, Chowder, the Carmichael's cat, Fluffy, Angelica's, Angelica's cat, and there's so many other characters that I just like can't get into. Um, like for how many characters were in just like the main baby cast, and then like the secondary adult cast, and then like the third level? It's just so much. Yes. Um, all, like even just to go over the Carmichael's, there are other relatives. There's Aunt T, Charles, Ty, Gabrielle. Like there's Reptar, Reptar, the Gummy Bears. Oh, there's there's so many people in that show. Like five stars for having a memorable like full cast. Man, this is why I started this being like I really liked it, but this was the first one that was like homework. Welcome back to school. Yeah. So it, I took a headphone off. I see that. I heard something and my cat has her toy stuck behind the door and it's like going like like that door thing. Fuck. Can't hear it. But yeah, that's my side. You did it. I haven't. I don't want to tell you the name that I gave this case. Yeah. Because it'll give it away. <laughs> But also, I do want to put out the disclaimer, like I did with the Magic School Bus, no children were harmed in this case, because that is too dark a path Dolph shall take. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We're not about Mm -mm. that. No. Preferably not. So I tried to think of, like, a few different ways to connect, like, weird cases. I went on, like, a weird rabbit hole of, like, I'm going to connect this to something weird. And I did. So we are going to shoot back in time and we're going to hop in our DeLorean and just like, and we're going to go back to 1877. Wow. We're throwing throwing it back harder than all the people in the club when it reopens this summer. That's how hard. I'm already took. We are going to look at the person, Bila Kiss. So Bila was born in Isak, which was in Austria-Hungary in 1877 to parents Janos Kiss and Verona Varga. So grow- there's not a lot growing up about this person, obviously, because it was in the 1800s. Uh, <laughs> so there is suspected incest between him and his mom. So you already know that we're off to a banging start when the people who are banging are related. Awful. Thanks for coming in for that one. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously, awful. Yes. Yeah, you should never love your parents or your children more than just a thanks for being there for me. Ever that much. Yeah. So, Bela moved to Sinketa, which was a town in Budapest, uh, outside of Budapest. Now it's been like absorbed into Budapest. Where he was a tinsmith, he was also an amateur astrologer, and he was really interested in the occult. Because, I mean, the internet didn't exist, I didn't have TikTok, I didn't have Dungeons and Dragons to take up my time. So, like, why wouldn't I be interested in the occult? 
That's check like yeah, that checks out to me. Uh no Neopets. Right. No Tamagotchis, no beanie babies to collect, like out no, there just like throwing feet. rocks. Witchcraft. Throwing rocks and learning about witchcraft. <laughs> Which also witchcraft is separate from the occult and we fully respect it. Your practices are spooky and I loved it. Loved it. What is so, it? Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yes. It is. I tried that. Never worked. So weird. <laughs> so Bela was married twice and he had two kids from these marriages. And in 1912, uh, one of his wives left him for a lover, which like live your dreams, girl. So sorry you abandoned your family, but also like it was 1912. Life was probably shit. So like any happiness you could find, take it other than banging your parents. Other than that. So this is when Bela hired himself a housekeeper, uh, Miss Jackie Beck. So Miss Jackie Beck was always around, was always like lived there with him, was always kind of like watching what he did and noticed that Bella was like a bit of a flirt. Like He was always talking to a lot of girls. Uh, he put ads out in the newspaper saying he was like a marriage advisor, or a fortune teller, or that he always had like ladies come into the house. Sus. Mad sus, but also like playa playa, but also sir. <laughs> so so sus. So yeah, like I'm not I'm not putting any shame on his game, but like yo, <laughs> right? So he started kind of like storing and hoarding stuff in his yard. He started like metal oil drums, and he would fill them with gasoline because there was an upcoming war. So he told everybody like, oh, these drums are filled with gasoline. I'm storing them because there's a war coming and i'm stockpiling my yard don't worry i'm making low-key bombs low-key no big deal so in 1914 he was enlisted into the army because the war did happen and jackie beck took over the care of his home so she stayed there as the housekeeper to keep his like property and everything in order so it's 1916 now so he's been at war. She's just been chilling and watching the house. And Bela's landlord uh, remembers that he has all these drums in the yard. And the police are like, oh, yeah, like, we need the gasoline because there's a shortage and we need to we need to get it. And he's got a bunch and he's not here. So we'll take it. So Miss Jackie Beck's like, sure, come on over. Come get this gas. No big deal. Like, get it out of here anyway. I don't want to take care of it. Um, and they went to open one of the drums, and the worst smell imaginable came out. It's dead bodies, isn't it? So it's not gasoline. And it's not just dead bodies. I hope you have a red map behind you where you're connecting all your lines, because, like, I don't want to tell you how I connected this to Rugrats, but I want you to be thinking about it, and then I want to know if it's correct later. But don't tell me now. Okay. Okay, so there's a horrible smell, and they were like, girl, what the fuck is in these barrels? And it's Jackie Buck's like, bitch, I, don't know, I just live here. I don't know what it is. Who knows what it is? I don't know what it is. So they open it, and they found the body of a strangled woman. What? Plot twist! So they are like, what the fuck? So they start opening all the barrels, and they find 24 bodies. No. Yeah. So 
they went after Jackie Beck and she was like, I didn't do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, I had nothing to do with this. What are you talking about? And they tried to go after her as plausible being an Plausible deniability. All right, like, girl, you have been here for two years alone. <laughs> you tripping. So Jackie Beck was like, no, 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 it can't be me. It can't be me. You know what? I'm going to show you this room in his house that uh, it, it's been locked. Like, he doesn't let me in it. But I think I know where the key is. So she goes and gets the key and they open the door. Inside this room, they find like a bunch of books, bookshelves, a desk. Like it's kind of like an office. So in his office, he's got books on poison. He's got books on strangulation. And then in his desk, he's got letters to over 74 women. And the letters went back to like as as early as 1903. So he was about 26 years old. I already did the math, so we didn't have to do it. He has like a martyr's map. Yeah, he's like, what's up? I know what I'm doing. I see everything. So at this time, they were like, holy shit, we need to put out like an arrest for this guy. But let's remember, it's, it's the early 1900s. So like, it's not like they can just like, Share it on Facebook. We need to find him. So they're looking for this dude basically no. based off like his name. In the 1900s, they just like blew feathers into the air and listened. They rang a bell and said, call a locksmith. Yeah. <laughs> so they're looking for him, but his last name Kiss was actually like quite a common name. So they couldn't really track him down. So when they went back and they were looking at all the stuff in the office, they realized like they started reading a lot of the letters and basically he was looking for women who were wanted to be married. So they were usually like older women or as they would say in the olden days, like out of her prime. So like over 16, like who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Right. So he would go after and write our age he would go after all these women and he would look for women specifically who obviously didn't have any relatives near them or like close family. Um, and then he would convince them to like put him in their will or transfer money in like exchange for promising to marry them. So two of his victims actually ended up taking him to court because they're like, he took money from me, the fuck. And then conveniently they disappeared interesting so when they looked at all the bodies they were all strangled and many of them had their blood drained so this is why they're also like oh he's into the occult but are you have you figured out how i've tied this to rugrats yet no i'm just thinking dexter so far blood drain like kind of but that weird smell from that barrel, that smell that wasn't fully a dead body, it wasn't gasoline, what was it? Oh, I don't know. And our favorite character, Stu, they were pickles. That's how you tied this? I picked a pickling case. He was pickling the bodies? Yeah, that's no. the weird smell. He had barrels of pickled people. What the fuck? Did you ever see the, that like weird Seth Rogen movie where he was pickled and woke up in the future? Yes. Sadly, yeah. I did. The fuck? Why did we watch that? 
So he was pickling everybody, and uh, you can say it was a pretty big dill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll see myself out. So they, on October 4th, um, they found Bella. He was recovering in a Serbian hospital. So they were like, we have him. Come arrest him. When they showed up to arrest him, he had hidden the body of a dead soldier from another bed in his bed, and he made a break for it. Can I can I ask? Yeah. Do we, are we going to find out why he was pickling bodies? Oh, absolutely not. I want this to be the most horrible thing I could tell you. I'm not going to give you good closure, and I'm going to pickle people and tie it to a children's TV show. You're we welcome. Have, so we don't know why. Mm-mm. Uh... So, Bela had many rumors around him after he ran away. Like, people said he faked his death, that he died of fever, that he took over, like, another soldier's identity but he had been seen many times. Like people had claimed they had seen him and other people had claimed that he was also in prison with them. So the last known sighting of him was in New York city in 1932, where he was living as a janitor and somebody recognized him. And when the cops came to talk to him, he was fucking gone again. The invisible cloaked out and yeeted. Yo, he fucking pickled on out of there. No jerking his gherkin. He's out of here. He, he made like a tree and fucked off. <laughs> he, he made like a tree and fucked off. So they never found him and they kept looking and he had over 24 victims. Pickled in his yard that he just left his landlord like renter with. But why? Like, why are you pickling? Th- I have no idea. He was stockpiling for the war. I'm not laughing because it's it's awful, but I just don't understand. Peter Piper pecked a pick of pickled people. <laughs> yeah, and I hate it. So there is a movie on this case, believe it or not. It came out in 2013, and it's called Bela Kiss Prologue, and it's all about this case like i didn't even know this dude existed i went out looking for pickle crimes because i was like twin crimes been there and done that we don't need another one of those what we need is a real pickle bandit and this guy's a serial killer so i found him so if you want to watch this movie it's out there it's called bellicus prologue uh imdb gave it a 4.1 and rotten tomatoes gave it a zero but the audience gave it seven First of all, Rotten Tomatoes sucks because I think a bunch of bros rate those movies. I've said that forever. And uh, the most trustworthy person in the world is a bro, if I know anything, as a lady. Yeah. Right? That's science for sure. All right. um, uh, but that's my case on pickled people that I connected to a children's TV show. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, great job. The word gives too much, like, child stuff. So I was like, you know what? I keep bringing it down a notch. Let's pickle some people. I, I'm, I like where you went. I just didn't see it coming. <sighs> all. Most At people all. don't. Oh, I know. I thought the smell might give it away. And then I was like, uh, I don't know. Especially since we talked about Foley Adieu, and I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, I know. People. 
I know. I was literally looking up stuff, and then I was like, I could go this way, or I could talk about like twin crimes because there's so many. And I was like, I don't want to do anything that has to do with children. Uh, and then I was like, duh, pickles. Well, great job. Great job to you. I'm definitely going to eat some pickles when we're done this, which is also a little dark, but I feel like it'll be delicious. Yeah, I'm not, but I like what you did. I like where you went. I Thank you. Something. Yeah. Now you got a new movie to watch. Uh, it can only get worse from here. Woo. Uh, <laughs> I guess on that note, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Deep Nerder, or you can send your questions, concerns, feedback, or pickle recipes to us at deepnerder at gmail.com. And on that note, uh, see you next Sunday. A baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. Stupid babies. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.